0: Our Heavenly Father, we are indeed grateful this afternoon for this another privilege to stand in the pulpit to proclaim the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ to a dying world that's without God, without Christ, without hope, no hope of going with Jesus when He comes. And we're trying, Lord, to present Jesus Christ to the nations. While we're assembled here this afternoon, may the Holy Spirit speak and warm our hearts and encourage us in the way. May the sick be healed and the sinners be saved. Those who are discouraged be encouraged. May God receive all the glory and the honor. May it be given to his name, for that's our purpose. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. I am happy this afternoon to stand here again in, at Beaumont. And I'm usually tired. I've been going since Christmas straight. It isn't so much the preaching that I do that makes me tired, it's the visions that make me tired. Our Lord won caused him to turn around and say its strength had left him. One vision upon the prophet Daniel, he said he was troubled at his head for many days. And so we we can't explain those things, we just know they're so. And no one knows any better than those that happened to. And so we are happy, Old. what I'm trying to do is use a prophetic gift for an evangelistic work. It just doesn't work that way, right? It's too hard. So, but I won't to say this when I come to the end of the road and when this city here rises up if the, this generation in the last days I, I don't want any man's blood upon me I want to be free from all the blood and I've tried my best to, to present it in a scriptural way this ministry that the Lord has given me in every way that I know how And and I know the Holy Spirit, by His grace, lets me live so that I don't think there's been any marks. I'm grateful to Brother Harry Green and to these brethren here that's put forth their efforts to make this a meeting a success. If there's anybody lost in this city, in this generation, it certainly won't be upon them, fellas, because they have turned every stone to try to make it uh, a success. Feeding the people, getting them places to sleep, and and on television, everywhere, just taking the money right out of their own pockets and placing it right out so that they know that the the, the crowds that we have wouldn't be able to support such as that. And so they're it out of their own pockets to do it. So I think that's wonderful. uh, Somebody with a vision like that, uh, I believe it was said over in Hebrews 11, chapter of whom the world is not worthy. And to stick their neck out in the time that when the, the ministry is so unpopular amongst too many of the people, it should believe it. Those who it's been talked about, but when something happens and they fail to see it. But it's just got to be that way. You, you have to just straighten up your shoulders and walk on to know that, remember before you, it was the same thing. They marched right down the road the same way. The people has never known their hour of visitation none of the prophets was ever known jesus said you put them in the tombs you garnish your tombs now you're the ones that put them in there which one did god send that you didn't persecute and slay let's take it from then on out come down through martin luther and down through well irenius and saint martin and all down through the ages it's been the same way even to Jonah, joanna of Arc, a prophetess of the lord you catholic people when that woman would see visions and so forth and tell them they come to pass Just as she said What did you do? You burn her to the stake for a witch About 200 years later you woke up and found out what you had done Of course they had done penance They dug up the bodies of those priests that had her burned and threw them in the river That's a great penance to do They failed, they said St. Patrick was a Roman Catholic Anybody that knows history knows that's wrong he absolutely, firmly disagreed with the pope, never would go to city, he, he wouldn't believe it at all. Suscat was his name, it wasn't St. Patrick. But after he was dead and gone and you killed thousands of his children in his schools, he wouldn't permit a crucifix or nothing to be in his school, It still stands up in Northern Ireland today, the same thing. He, he wouldn't let that enter into his schools, said the people would be looking at images instead of what he wants them to see. He had the power of the Holy Ghost. He spoke with tongues. He had great miracles and signs. Why don't the church preach that today? All those people, they never know them until they're gone, passed on. Then we try to build their tombs. It's truly that we're living in, the church is always living in a glare of a light of another day. And that uh, glare is a false light. What is a glare? It's like a mirage on the road. The sun shines down and makes a mirage. It looks like water, but you never can get to it. It's not there. That's the way the people does today. They're promising something that's going to be way off or something's way back there, way up here, but they never get to it. I'm so thankful that our God's not a God like that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We get to it when we believe it. It's right there. Everything is promised for the age. Makes it hard, but yet as we must go right on just the same believing and i certainly appreciate your all fine cooperation while you're in the city i was here many years ago with my old friend brother bosworth raymond Ritchie, and many of the brethren come over here i still believe the same gospel i haven't changed one bit it's still the same thing but you see the revival was going on then and where there's no revival you just can't get things done the ministry's far more advanced. It was only telling you then this would come. How many remembers that? Sure you do. And it come just exactly like it said it would. Then I take the people and lay my hands up on them. I told you what he told me. And that's just the way it happened. It just exactly. It's never failed to be the truth each and every time. So it has to come from God. No one could doubt that. But you see, the revival's not on. Just your presence to walk in with the people while the people get up out of cots and stretchers and walk around. Just lay your hands on them. And my, that, this sent them whirling. I've seen lines where there'd be four and five hundred people come through the lines. Deaf, dumb, blind, cross-eyed. Not one of them failed, but what was healed. Every one of them. Praise the Lord. Try it today. See, there's no fire. In Rome, when the, the fires went out in the temple at Vesta, the people went home. Now there's no revival fire to back it up. It's, that's just it. After a while, if the world stands, they'll start living in the glare again. See, that's the way it all is. done, passed over, and missed them, and that generation to be judged for what passed over and they failed to see it. Jesus Christ is alive this afternoon. He's walking around here with us now. He's ever-present. Wherever two or three are assembled in my name, I am in their midst. Believe that, won't you? I hope if the Lord tarries, I get to come back and be with you sometime again. If I never see you again, when I meet you there at the judgment seat of Christ, where we'll all meet, remember, I've told you the truth. I'll still be saying that when I meet you there. Until then, may the Lord bless you richly, pray for me. I need your prayers. I'm not as young as I was then, that's about 12, 14 years ago. and. Somebody asked me the other day, he said, how old are you, Brother Branham? I said, just past 25. <laughs> I said, 25 years ago, <laughs> I passed it. And I, you don't, you, you can tell it. A man only, when you are born, you start growing like a candle, or a burn, you're lit, but you grow until you're about 22 to 23. I don't care how well you take of yourself, you start dying right there. And you keep getting lower and lower till it burns out I asked an Aquinas one day when I was speaking I said I want somebody a doctor told me said I not believe the story of Christ because I can't believe the virgin birth he said I don't believe there is such a thing I said the natural birth is more mysterious to me than the virgin birth the natural birth to see how it happens and how it's decided when that's pollen which egg when there's thousands of germs and thousands of eggs not the, the first two meats that settles it but maybe you say, well, the f- two in front, oh no, so it'll stand. One maybe raise up the germ from the very back of the spurn on this side, in the middle, one of the egg, it decides where it's going to be, a girl or a boy, black-headed, red-headed, blue eyes, or whatever it's going to be. Something makes that decision. The rest of them's done away with. It's so mysterious to see the work of God, and then to see people with a little finite mind like we are, try to deny His great works. This fellow said to me, well, he couldn't believe anything. It couldn't be scientifically proved. I said, do you believe you've got a soul? He said, sure. I said, then scientifically prove me you got one. I said, you, you believe there's such a thing as love? He said, sure. I said, you love your wife? Yeah, I said, then you show me scientifically what part of you is love. I want to buy some. I'll go to the drugstore where I just sell it. I need a whole lot of it. I like to buy some love. See? All the whole armor of God is supernatural Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, patience, and the Holy Ghost Every armor of the believer is looking at the unseen Believing what is said You don't see what you believe You don't don't see it anyhow You look it with your eyes, you see with your heart You look at anything and say, I just don't see it You mean you don't understand it so I asked him this, I said, if I had a jug of water, and I said, a glass here, and I'm pouring water out of this jug into the glass, and it gets half full, and then I just keep pouring water, and then it starts going down. Scientifically, tell me where the water is going. Sure. Right. I said, when I was a little boy, 16 years old, I eat the same food I eat right now. Beans, bread, potatoes, meat. I said, every time I eat, what did it do? It built blood cells. I got bigger and stronger all the time. And when I got about 22, I eat more and better now than I did then. Because I didn't have it then to eat. But I eat more and better than I did now. I'm getting older and weaker. And yet, that food builds blood cells. I'm adding new life all the time and going down all the time. It's an appointment. We're going to keep it. That's with God. That's right. We're going to. You can't scientifically prove God. You just believe God. And you believe Him according to His word. Now this afternoon, I want to thank each and every one of you. Nice little sister there on the, um, on the piano. This one over here. And all you people, ministers, every one of you. Lord bless you. The night won't get too dark. The rain wouldn't fall too hard. But why, I'd help you if I could. I used to say I could come to you. But there's too many now. It's, I've been over the world. It's, it's everywhere. Just give me a ring. Or write me a letter. Send you a prayer cloth. Anything I can do. Everything absolutely free. There's no money in this, see? But I kept my meetings like this so I could come where they haven't got any money. I held a meeting here not long ago in a, a tabernacle that only held 20 people. A 2 nights meeting. It was awful. Down about 10 below zero, but the Lord sent me there and great things happened. I don't have. I don't have no big programs, radio, television, all this other stuff. Other brothers have that. There's maybe intelligent, intellectual man. They know what to do, and the Lord's granting it. Like old Roberts, a man like that, who had to have thousands of dollars a day. He can't operate no other way. And that's for a good cause. But that isn't mine. I want mine to stay little, humble, wherever I can go and wherever God calls me, I have nothing to hold me then. I just take off and go, wherever it is. That's my ministry. Pray for me that the Lord will help me to keep the faith and... Not look back, look forward to where I'm going. Not look where I've been, look where I'm going. Forgetting those things are in the past, we press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ. I want to read some out of God's Bible today. Chose just a little text because I told you I'd come down and pray for the sick this afternoon. All those holding prayer cards and those who want to be prayed for, we'll do that. Now, I always try to keep my promise. Now, somebody, when you say that, say, well, you promise to be in a certain place? I wouldn't doubt, well, what these four or five places in the United States right here I'm supposed to be today, where somebody said I'd be there, I never said I'd be there, but they say it, you see, put it in the paper, they call home all the time, well, what's the matter, say, the wife or some of the office force, well, he is supposed to be here, they advertise him here, well, they advertise it's in the paper, I didn't even know nothing about it, I can't help that, I'm only responsible for what I say myself, so, now, this afternoon, I want us all, again, if we will, stand for the reading of the word We're going to try to get out within about one more hour The Lord willing So we can be fresh to go to church tonight The reason we have these meetings on Sunday afternoon So we won't rob anybody from your churches The people that wants to be prayed for here, The sick and the afflicted While well, we always get to pray for them and don't interrupt your service No matter As many times there's a man I, don't dis, I disagree with They disagree with me But if it can't be upon tolerance and upon the thoughts of better fellowship and things, then I I won't say nothing about it. If I can disagree with the man ever so much, if I can't put my arm around him and from my heart know he's my brother, then I oughtn't to be talking to him. That's right. We've got to do that. Now, you want to turn in your Bibles? Turn to Isaiah, the sixth chapter. I want to read from there this afternoon for the closing service. Take a text. In the year that Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord setting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar and he laid it upon my mouth and said lo this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged also I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and whom will go for us then said I here am I Send me Let us bow our heads Most gracious Lord Take these words And may the meditation Of our heart now Be acceptable unto thee May the great Holy Spirit Move into the lips Of the speaker And the ears of the hearer That together It might bring honor To thy name Through thy word For we ask it. For the glory of God, amen. You may be seated. I'm going to watch now so we can have plenty of time for the prayer service. Now listen close as I try with these few scriptures and notes that I have wrote down here to speak it. Sometimes I'm not tired and wore out and never... Write, write down a scripture note I can remember, but lately it's just been so, I just, sometimes I forget, I can't think of it. So I just jot it down here, uh, a little something like a certain scripture, I know what that means, and I just go from there on. Now, I want to speak on the subject of influence. Now you know there's somebody that you're influencing. Your life is a written epistle read of all men. Therefore, if your life isn't according to your testimony uh, or your testimony according to your life, brother, then there's you're putting a stumbling block in somebody's way. Or somebody is watching you. Some little child is watching his mother, watching his dad. Here, some years ago I read a little article around Christmas that was asserted, warm my heart with grief. When a, a, a fellow had been out and he was a good man. He didn't, he didn't drink, really, but he, he'd been out around Christmas and visiting his colleagues. And they all said to him, So John, have a little, just a little drink. And from house to house, he, he got too much. And he had to go back home and crossing the park. He, his little boy was with him, and he, he missed the little boy and turned around and looked. And the little boy was just going from one side to another. And the dad waited till the little boy got to him. He said, why are you going all over the park. Son, what makes you walk like that?" He said, Daddy, I'm trying to walk in your footsteps. And that's right. And the, little, the man picked up the little boy and sat down and tucked the little fellow in his arms. He said, God, you forgive me. I want to walk straight so my son behind me will walk straight. And that's what we want to do as Christians. We want to walk like Christians, live like Christians, talk like Christians. Many years ago, when they used to have slavery in the South, they, down in Kentucky and Alabama and down where I come from, they used to take the colored and auction them off at the, at the auction block just like you'd have used cars or something. Uh, I believe no man's to be a slave. God made man and man made slaves. And they used to come by and buy them just like you would buy a used car get a bill of sales and so forth That's a terrible thing so they one day there was a buyer come by to a broker to a, an old plantation that had uh, many slaves and he said how many slaves you got oh i said around 150 out there i guess that could I go out and look over them?" he said sure help yourself so he went out to look over the the slaves and when he looked around he noticed them fellows always they were sad they the Boers brought them over from Africa and owned them in Cuba out there and then sent them over here in the south and sold them for slaves. And they know they never will go back home. They know that they'll never see their father and mother no more, or their children, husband, wives, and so forth. They were, they were a victim of circumstance that they didn't make themselves. And here they was, away from home and sad, and sometimes they'd have to take whips and whip them, just like they do uh, beast cattle and ox and horses and things. And then they, um, they make them work, and this, uh, they notice, this young broker notices one of those young slaves, they didn't have to whip him, my, he had his chin up, his shoulders back, and he was really right on the mark all the time, they didn't have to be doing anything to him, he had the job done. So the owner of the slaves said, uh, the broker said to this uh, owner, said, I'd like to buy that slave. He said, oh, no. And he's not for sale. He said, well, why ain't he for sale? He said, what, are you, what makes him that way? He said, uh, is he the boss or the rest of them? He said, oh, no, he's a slave. He said, do you feed him different than you do the rest of them? He said, no, they all lay out in the galley together. He said, he's just a slave. He said, well, what makes him act different than the rest of them? He said, you know, I often wonder that too Till I found out that over in the homeland in Africa where they come from, his father is the king of a tribe." And yet he's an alien, far from home, but he knows he's the son of a king, and he acts like it. Oh, my. What are Christians to do? We're sons and daughters of the king. Though we are aliens, let's act like sons and daughters. Women, let your hair grow out. Quit wearing them clothes that you wear immoral and things. Man, get back to where a man ought to be. Don't act like sons and daughters of God. You're an alien here. Remember, we're sons of the king. See, that influence that man had upon the rest of them, his morale kept the rest of them's hopes high. We find out that this uh, king Uzziah was a shepherd boy in the days of Isaiah, the prophet. Isaiah was a prophet. Prophets are born. They're just not laying their hands on them and making them prophets. They're born foreordained of God gifts and callings are without repentance there's a a gift of prophecy in the church and it must be judged by three people before the voice should ever be heard amongst the congregation but um, that's just a gift of prophecy but a prophet is absolutely ordained with thus saith the Lord from childhood up. and Isaiah was a prophet of the Lord and he had uh, been taken to the temple and he had uh, this uh, Uzziah this young shepherd boy was a a great influence upon this young prophet because Uzziah in 2nd Chronicles 26 tells us that he became king of Israel when he was just 16 years old. His father Ahazah died and he took his place to rule as it was a custom that the, the son um, uh, succeeded the, the king and they took and made him king when he was just 16 years old and ha- his father Uzziah Uzziah was was a great man. Uh, he was a, a, a godly man. And having this godly parent, uh, it made him do the thing that was right because he was influenced by his father. See, today, how can you expect that what we ain't going to have more Oswalds and Jack Rubies? Look at I left my motel a while ago in such a drunken mess of a bunch of Californians out there laying out there, women stripped naked out on that, uh, there was just a little bit of strap around them or something They're out there and man drinking whiskey on, on ice and stuff and carrying on falling around the pools. How can you expect their children, young ones there in the yard playing around, be anything but an Oswald or something like that? It's the influence that's put before them. Oh, America's rotten to the core. She's going to reap what she sowed. A just God cannot let her get by with anything else. You say, you and I, certainly am American. On the fields in Germany and Japan, these American graves marked all, all through there. My people, Branham's. And if I had to go, I'd give my life for it. But let me tell you something. We need a stirring, this nation does. The things that we once had, we've lost and we're trying to live up on a reputation of what somebody else done. We'll reap for it. God made Israel a people after his own heart. He made them reap, and we'll reap too for what we're doing. We have nothing else in front of us but reaping. We've crossed the line of grace and mercy, and nothing else left but a reaping. Mark that in your Bibles. I'm an old man, but you mark that down and find out whether that isn't true or not. Maybe when I'm gone and... On and on you 'll find out that those words are true we 're going to get it we 're weighed in the balance and found wanting and there's no way out right, That's right. we've done cross that line you've got to reap what you sow every time so this uh, young fella was such an influence upon this uh, the young king was an influence on on uh, the young prophet and uh, he leaned upon the arm of this prophet because it, he uh, he knowed he was a prophet and he had him right with him all the time. And uh, to draw his influence from his visions and so forth from God to know how to conduct his kingdom. And he made him a great man. He ignored the politics of that day and the popular opinions and served God with a true heart. That's the kind of a president we need. That's the kind of a, a leader we need over the people of any nation anywhere his kingdom was next to Solomon's there was nothing God just blessed him and helped back no blessing because he served him and this was a great help to young Isaiah because that he seen how God would bless them that was true to his word no matter how difficult it was stay true to that word and it's an example today also to us to say true to the word and it had a great influence upon him. Now he planted vineyards and he was a herdsman and he had all kinds of herds and vineyards. If you want to read in uh, Second Chronicles 26 there in different places of the scripture that speaks of uh, Uzziah, he was a great man. He, he loved the outdoors and such a fine fellow. God blessed everything he done. It just prospered and went right on and no nations bothered him. They was afraid of him. And the because he served the Lord God that was with him. Not because he's afraid of his military force, but he's afraid of the God that he served. That ought to be our memorial. Our God we trust, it says on our dollars. But I wonder sometimes. Now, but this all happened, and it shows here an example I'd like to draw from this this afternoon to show that how God can bless a man and, and make him a great man. But, you know, when this king got... Uh, uh, felt secure. Felt to a place that it, he was just absolutely anchored. There's no way for him to ever fall. Got lifted up in pride. That's when he took his tumble. That's when any man will take his tumble. I think that's what's the matter with a lot of our peoples today. We get lifted up. I think that's what causes organizations to do what they do. They get a better class of what they call a more intellectual, better class of people, they think. Man, they're scholar all their ministers of high school and college education two or three years of psychology give a mental test brain waves and everything to see if they fit the case and sometimes know no more about god than a rabbit does about snowshoes that's right right that mental has nothing to do with it it's a power of the holy ghost it's not in your mind it's in your heart right but uh, see, we get, then they get lifted up. Our, we go to the best church in town. We belong to the first church. We belong to where the mayor goes. We belong to this and all these things there. See what it is? Then the people just simply can't stand to hear that. They just think that you're just, just a terrible person. But what it is, there's no place for the seed to anchor. There's nothing for it to lay on this rock. It'll never take hold. The birds fly around, pick it up, the Bible said. But when this king got lifted up and felt secure... You got lifted up in pride. I notice a lot of times we find even people evangelists get to a spot where many of them has been accused of things and maybe some of it is true of drinking and so forth. What it is, I think they build a little kingdom around them and think them people love them so well. There's no way at all for that. Them. them people, they can just do anything they want to and those people overlook it. The people might, but what about God? That's where we fail to see it's God is the one doing the looking god knows it when you see truth and light and reject it god knows what you've done you'll never go no further than you come right back to that spot again Amen. you can't cross over that you've got to come right back to where you left off. he got so lifted up into his mind and, and got so self secure and everything so much that he tried to take a minister's place he tried to go in and offer incense, as we know in the Bible, to burn incense which was only for a Levite to do it, a priest that was anointed for that job. He tried to take his place. And here we have an influence of this king to let people know that this carnal impersonation of each other today, it's not of the Lord. You're not ordained to such things. You'll never take another man's place and another man can't take your place. Find where your place is and abide there. See, he thought, well, uh, blessed God, I'm a king and the Lord has been good to me. I can do this. I've got this. This is my ministry. And to come to find out that in is uh, going on like that and tried to go over, step over what God was blessing him at, if you're a good lay member, be a good lay member. Yeah. If you're a good housewife, if God's blessed you as a housewife and made you loyal and true, sister, you just going to continue to be that. Don't get... Thinking you, God called you to be a preacher or, or deacon or something else. And, and you do the same, man. Wherever God has blessed you, there abide. Because that's where He's set you at. You do just what He tells you to do and see where He blesses you. But don't never try to step in. That's, uh, that's a grassroots of Pentecost. When Mrs. McPherson, as I was reading her book, I didn't, I wasn't a minister in her days. and... They said when she'd walk out on the platform of these, like, wings, you know, or, you know, kind of a robe like that, every lady preacher wore the same thing. Every one of them carried her Bible the same way Miss McPherson. Did you ever listen to these radio programs? Every fella, Lord bless you, real good fella, of Billy Graham, It's carnal impersonations. I was reading the uh, the history of Martin Luther, and the history said it wasn't so much of a mystery that Martin Luther could protest the Catholic Church and get by with it, but to hold his head above all the fanaticism that followed his revival. That's right. Hold yourself clean and clear to your calling. Stay with God's Word and don't move for nothing. You stay, abide in your calling. If you give you a job out there as a farmer, farm good. God bless you at it, and pay your tithes and whatever it is your offerings to help the ministry go on. If you made a mechanic out of it, bless you and blessed in that work, stay with it and thank him for it. Yeah. You just abide where God calls you. We find here an influence, and then when he was tried to be corrected, the minister ran after him and said, "Say, wait a minute, you wasn't called for that." Oh, did he get angry? Why, well, he was ready to have his head cut off. See, there's another thing we have to know. No matter how much God's blessed you, you haven't got no right to rebuke the anointed of the Lord right. or say anything against them. Amen. Right. God is the one to take care of that. Yeah. They need any rebuke, and that's His children. Yeah. You let them alone. You're not supposed to do that. See, and when you, you tell people of their sins and tell them they're doing wrong, come out. Don't just try to get to heaven on an organizational system or something. My goodness, they they want to blow up, they they want to find fault with you, they want want to even sit and listen at you. Get up and go out and ill-mannered and just act anyway. You see, that goes to show the first place poor raising, home manners, certainly does. But we find out that this guy taking this attitude and doing the thing he did, what happened to him? The Lord struck him with leprosy right there in the building. And what's leprosy A type of sin Unbelief. There's no other sin but unbelief. He that believeth not is condemned already. Amen. And sin is the only unbelief there is. I was preaching one time in a Methodist church. And I said, smoking cigarettes is not a sin. Committing adultery is not a sin. Taking the Lord's name is not sin. Too much for one sister. She raised up and said, pray tell me, Reverend Branham, what is sin? And I said, unbelief. You do those things because you do not believe. He said, exactly. The reason you refuse to walk in the light of the Word is because you disbelieve the Word. That makes you an unbeliever. The fellow said to me, he said, I wouldn't care how many cases you could show and how many cases the doctor could show of different healings. He said, I do not believe in healing. It's not so. I said, certainly. It wasn't sent to unbelievers. It was only sent to those who believe. It's only for believers. He said, he that believeth, all things are possible. Not him that unbeliever. One speck of unbelief against the word of God and you'll stay out of the kingdom of heaven. It to Eve out, it caused all this trouble. Once, just to pervert the word, just a little bit, you've got to stay straight with it, what it says. Now we find out this man got all haughty and puffed up and his face got red. and He'd turn around and tell them priests, and first thing you know, he broke out with leprosy. Right there in his rage, he was smitten. He never did get over it. What? Disbelieving the word of God that was trying to be told to him. As a real example in that, notice, he was, he disbelieved and in his anger, he was smitten the leprous in, died out in his own home, was never permitted to the kingdom anymore, the king's place. His son had to take his place and, and help the best they could and he was left like that until he died. Now, you see, he never did recover. Jesus said one word against it. Will never be forgiven. The word, Amen. neither in this world, are the world that is to come. It's unpardonable. So you see why the world is ready for judgment. The great evangelists and things that's covered the earth with the gospel been laughed at, made fun of. Everything else, there's nothing left. There's no way for it to ever come back. They've blasphemed the Holy Ghost and made fun of it and everything else that they and there's no way for it to ever come back it's got to be paid for there's no way out of it god's justice would be against his justice be against his is his being what he is and now it's got to be paid for so this king no matter how much god loved him what a great man he was how much degrees he had yet he done wrong and he had to reap what he sowed. and every man will have to do it then was a lesson to the young prophet then was a real lesson by this isaiah learned that god orders his man to his place himself not what somebody else orders god orders his man to the job now orders him to his place he was not trying to take another's place the vision the thing was so great until it drove this prophet to the temple to pray I wonder today if we would see the death of the churches to see the the dying out of the people from the spirit going on back and serving their creeds if it ought to drive believers to their knees it made a real believer ordained believer Isaiah the prophet go to his knees he went to the temple and there he began to pray and in the temple he saw God on his throne, lifted way up high. God was going to show him what to look at, not look at one another, look up there to what he is. What he lifted up high on his throne. Note the heavenly seraphims with coverings over their faces. Now the seraphims is the burners of the sacrifice, which is one of the highest orders of angels. They are next to the cherubims. There was angels and then seraphims and then cherubims. And seraphims is actually the burner of the sacrifice making the way for the sinner's approach. A real high order of holiness in the temple of God. And he saw when he was down on the floor at the altar praying, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among unclean people. And he was making this confession, and when he did, he looked up and he saw these seraphims that had two wings over their faces and two wings over their feet and were flying with two wings. Crying, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, Holy, Holy. All of God is holy. Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let's look at the vision the prophet saw and break it down. Two wings covered their faces. Think of it. Even Holy angels had to hide their sinless faces to stand in the presence of God. Was given wings to hide their face in the presence of a holy God. How are you and I going to stand there? If the seraphims had to use wings, God's provided way to hide their face to stand in his presence to sing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Reverence in his presence. Now we don't have any reverence to God. Everybody just thinks he's so secure. Till they, uh, they don't, they don't reverence God like they should. Why? Why do they do this? Because they're not conscious of his presence. That's the reason people do that. They, they don't recognize it. They can't, they can't comprehend that they're in the presence of God. Their minds become so perverted and taken up in the things of the world till they don't even pay any attention to it. They go to church, sure, but to realize that you're in the presence of God. Not only in the church, wherever you are, you're in the presence of God. If they could do as David said, I put the Lord always before my face, therefore I shall not be moved. As long as the Lord was before him, he could not be moved. And these heavenly sacrifice burners with wings over their faces, and crying, holy, 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 to stand in the presence of God. What will happen to a sinful people that won't reverence God? You say, well, Brother Branham, you just said they were provided with two wings, and you're provided with something too. The blood of Jesus Christ. That's your Yet You don't stand as a seraph, and you don't stand as a cherubim. You don't stand as an angel, but you stand as a redeemed son or daughter of God by this blood. You don't have to have these wings that they have. They're special covering for them in that presence. But you've got the blood of Jesus Christ for a covering to stand there. Now, now, you if you've got that blood, then you honor God. You love God. You respect God. And God is the Word. Now, notice, secondly, with two wings, they covered their feet. What did that mean? Humility before God in His presence. Like Moses at the burning bush took off his shoes when he heard Him say, I am that I am. Paul, on his road down to Damascus, he, he fell on his face. John, when he saw the, the uh, Spirit of God above Jesus, he said, uh, I have need to be baptized of Thee. And why comest thou to me? Here's a good example. Always be conscious of your littleness, not your bigness. Today, we, we Americans so much that we try to think that we're big somebody. We belong to something big, some big organization, some great big something. All great big, big, big is all we see. And that when, one time in the Bible, we have an example that there was a, a prophet went back in the cave and Elijah and God was trying to attract his attention to come out. And there come the fire and smoke and and blusterous winds across the mountains and thunder and earthquakes and shakings and everything else. The prophet never even moved. God wasn't even in it. But when that still, small voice spoke, he covered his face and come forward. When the still, small voice of God's Word speaks, not our racket, not our big denominations, not our big something, but that still small voice of the word that's looked over that should call a man to repentance Thank you. God in his word Yeah, he covered his feet and become conscious of our littleness before God thirdly he could fly by the other two now remember two he covered his face in the presence of God and to be reverent Secondly, the two wings over his feet meant humility before God, and third set of wings. Now he put himself into action. He could fly with them two wings. See, two over his face, two over his feet, and flying with two. Now, what was it? Reverence, humility, and in action. God showed the prophet how his prepared servant must be: reverent, humble, and in action. Now he's seen something different from Uzziah produced. He was showing the prophet what he must be, not like Uzziah, but to be like these heavenly cherubims. And if you want to look at a king, an earthly king, look at a heavenly one, exalted above all the heavens. This train filled the heavens. There we see that uh, he has given him something to look at, to influence him different. From what he had been looking at, thinking a man that served God and prospered and everything was fine. But Isaiah got his, his mind upon a man. And a man is a failure to begin with. I don't care who he is. Amen. He's born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. So he's a total failure. I don't care if he's a bishop, pope, presbyter, or whatever more he might be. He's a failure to begin with and don't ever look to one. I don't care, though he moves mountains with faith, and though he uh, gives all his goods to feed the poor, still look at Jesus Christ, he's the one. Amen. Look at him, not at some man. Find out that he's showing you what a servant of God must be, how I must be humble and reverent and in action. Well, go into action. Many of us to be humble, many of us to be reverent, but it's hard to get him in action. Now, we notice that God was showing how he was preparing his servant, what he must be. Those cherubims were, or, or seraphims was God's servants. Notice, like the woman at the well, when she was looking for a scripture to be fulfilled that we spoke on two, or three times this week, when she was looking for that to be fulfilled, the, the girl, as far as we know, didn't go to church. She probably... They're so far away from the Word and things like that. They're they calling uh, the creeds and things that Jesus said. You've tucked your traditions and made the, the Word of God of no effect. It's about the same thing today. The creeds that we're taught and things just put the Word of God out of action. Yeah. The Word can't come forth. And the things said true, they're so indocumented with something else, they can't see it. Remember that voice of so hunt- not only you here, this tape goes all over the world. I'm not exactly speaking to you all here, but if somebody here needs it, well, that, it's for you then. But remember, that that voice will haunt you as long as you live, and the day of your dying it'll haunt you. Obey bad! Come back! Our traditions has took the Word of God and made it of no effect. The Word of God being made manifest, and the people stand around and say, well, I guess that's pretty good. It's my, oh my it ought to set your soul on fire. Amen. It ought to do something, but it doesn't. Hallelujah. It doesn't do it. Fine, God, when this woman, them priests and things, probably she didn't go to church, because she'd see no reason to go of something like that. But she had read the scriptures. For notice, she knowed quickly when he's told her what her trouble was. Why? She said, uh, well, we know that you must be a prophet. We haven't had one for the hundreds of years. But you must be a prophet, we know. Now see, my opinion, she thought, if you'll take that Marjorie reading there and read it in your scripture, it goes back to the prophet, which was Christ. said, we know, you must be a prophet. We know the Messiah, when he comes, this will be the thing that he'll do. He'll be identified by this. And Jesus said, I am he that speaks to you. She went into action. She couldn't stand it no longer. The very thing that they were looking for was on earth right then. And she saw it. Amen. No matter how much she was in a bad shape, a prostitute or a woman like that could not, the man on the street wouldn't even listen to her. They wouldn't today. But stop her. How could you do it? was like a house on fire in a high wind. You couldn't put it out. A fire got burning in her heart. She said, come see a man who told me the things they've done. This is the very Messiah. And it stopped too, When Jesus didn't have to do that one more time. The people believed her because believed Jesus because of her testimony. See? What did he do? She was humble, reverent, and in action. Yeah. She went to action when she seen the thing happen. His signs ought to influence today. The promised signs of the day. The promised word that's laid out for this day to see God fulfilling what He said He would do. Yeah. It ought to do something to us. But it doesn't. Just like it did to the Jews. They were so religious that they, they didn't think they needed it. They, they thought they had everything. And that's the way with the world today. It's got plenty to eat, plenty to wear, fine churches, big places, fine educated ministers, and so on. They don't need nothing else. But you don't know, the scripture said, you're a naked, miserable, blind. Don't know it. Don't know it if you can't tell them no difference. They continually wait right on down that line and fail to let the Word of God influence them to believe Jesus Christ is raised from the dead and alive today the same yesterday and forever, Hallelujah. showing Himself alive. They just simply dead. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere you go it seems to be the same thing. It had to be that way, oh no. He has to be put out of the church. There's no way at all for it to keep from being this way. God said it would be this way. But it, it, let it shake you. Let it shake you good, no matter what nation you're in. Wherever you're at, whoever you are, let it wake you up. Right. Hours come and go. The first thing you know, you'll be saying, Well, I, I thought this supposed to be this happened before the rapture. It might be a voice come back like you did one time. It's already happened and you didn't know it. Yeah. Right. You'll be all anchored off in a church somewhere. I'm just as secure as I can believe The first thing you know, the rapture will be gone. It's going to be a secret, sudden going. Nobody knows nothing about it. The world will keep right on going like Noah went at the ark. You remember after Noah went at the ark, he sat there seven days after God closed the door. God closed the door and Noah sat in the ark for seven days before anything happened. And the door of mercy will be closed in your face. And might already be. And just think of it, the people will go ahead preaching. People think they're getting saved, putting their names on books, joining church, shouting, jumping up and down. Well, I see Mohammed shout. I've heard people drink blood out of a human skull and speak in tongues and do all those things. That ain't no sign you're saved. Oh, no. Having the form of God. is What is the power thereof? They're speaking of. See, those things could happen and it'll be a pastime and you won't know it. You can't afford to take that kind of a chance. Don't do it, friends. Come in while you can. Don't be influenced by some great big Billy, some great big uh, organization, some great high-polished scholar. Let the Word of God influence you. Amen. That's exactly what caused those apostles when they seen that Word made manifest. Amen. That influenced them. We are sure. Amen. Might stand quoting again. Jesus with great crowds of thousands of followers. He said, that's too many. If it looks something strange There's fewer called yeah, many are called, few are chosen So then he seen the great congregation. He said, except you eat the flesh of the son of man Drink his blood You have no life in you He never explained it Now what if he'd say that in Beaumont today No matter how pauper he was What do you think doctors and fine cultured people And scientists would say That man's a vampire Well he wants you to drink his blood Or well, what kind of a, You're going off on a tantrum Jesus never explained it He wanted to shake them parasites off of him Right. Then they all got up and left. Then he looked around to those apostles which was not ordained to life, but he had chosen them. There wasn't ordained. He said, what will you say when you see the Son of Man ascending up into heaven from whence he come? Oh, that was a choker. What did he... That, that minister said, ascend up into heaven? Well, this man was born right here in Galilee. He was born in Nazareth. We know his mother, his, his brothers. We know the cradle he was rocked in. We send his baby clothes. We speak to his mother and then say, this man, come, go back up where he come from. He come from Nazareth. What does he say? Heaven. He never explained it. Too many parasites yet. They got up, they walked with him no more. That's what the Bible said. Then he turned around and said, you all want to go to to the twelve? Remember, they couldn't explain it, but they knowed it. They knowed he was. So they said to him, he'd influenced them by his vindicated signs from God. What? He said, do you want to go all told to the twelve? Peter said, Lord, who would we go to? For we are sure. Now look, look study that. What it is We know what the word says for today. We know what the Messiah is supposed to do if he comes today. We have seen this thing being made of God. He said it later on at Pentecost. He said, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. By the things that he's supposed to do. And you've taken a uh, prince of life and crucified him and God raised him up, which are witnesses of it. No, sure. See, he said, where would we go? Jesus said, I chose 12 of you. And one of you's the devil. And there's only 11 standing there. now, thousands times thousands? 11 standing there. Oh, my. Influenced. Sure. This little woman, when she was influenced, she went into action. She had to do something about it. She had to tell somebody else, and every real, true soul that strikes Christ, you've got to tell somebody about it. Peter, when he took him at his word that night on the sea. Saw him out there, had been, or that day it was, had been fishing all night and they hadn't caught nothing. Sained back and forth. That's a discouraged time if anybody's a fisherman. Sained all night, and he was a fisherman too. His father was a fisherman. He'd been on that lake all of his life, and his parents and his grandparents come from that lake. And he knew when the moon was right, and which way the wind was blowing, and all the signs. And he fished for a living, so he'd fished all night, and had taken nothing. Then they found out the next day that, that uh, they said this prophet was going to speak down on a bank. And imagine how the little huts come, the little women and so forth coming down to hear him. The crowds got so great around the bank, he had to borrow this bolt, and Peter's boat to come out and wash your nets, not even one fish. And Throw him up on there as discouraged. And sometimes at that discouraging moment, if you watch, that's when he comes around. But don't be blind enough to miss it. Okay? When you see everything happening the way it is in the world today, don't be afraid. See, don't be afraid. Just, just remember, he promised to come to you. And I'll notice, why didn't he come? He told Peter, said, now launch out into the deep and let down for the drop. Peter said, perhaps I've never seen this done before. I, I don't know. i fished all my life here. The, the signs, we just got through fishing all night through that same water. And yet, but well, there isn't nothing. We haven't tucked a tuck of thing. But at thy word, Lord, yes. I'll yes. let down the net. Your word. You might have went through every hospital. Brother King, they might be saying that you're going to die. They might be saying, sister, this, that, or the other. I don't care what they said. Hey. Thy word, Lord, oh, let down the net. When he's seen that word vindicated, when Jesus told him something, he believed it, and he let down that net into the water where there was no fish. But if God said so, He can put fish there. He says, but water in the skies, He can put healing in your body. I don't care if there's nothing there. You trust Him to raise it up in the last days. Thy word, Lord, I'll let down the net. It so influenced that fisherman until he left the fish and all and followed Jesus. There was an influence when he took him at his word. Then what did he do? Well, he said, Thank you, Lord, for a nice mess of fish. He said, Leave your net alone. From henceforth, you'll catch man. The apostle went into action. <laughs> Find him at the end of the road when they were going to crucify him. Killing him and he ran out of the city. And on the road out, as the history tells us, he was running for his life, getting out of the city. And he met Jesus coming back. He said, where goest thou, Simon? Or Simon said to him, where goest thou, Lord? He said, I'm going back in the city to be crucified again. Simon turned and went back. And when they got him, he said, don't. They put him on a cross. said, don't hang me like that. Put my head down, my feet up. He'd been influenced when he seen Jesus resurrected from the dead. Yeah. Influence for his death. His influence for anything. He went into action. Death couldn't even stop it. The crucifixion couldn't stop it. He was influenced by Jesus. The blind man healed. They told him, hold his peace, but he scattered his fame everywhere. His people said, now, the priest said, now, if anybody goes to attend that revival, they'll just come get their church papers, that's all. And the father and mother were scared of that. See, so they said, they come and said, how did this boy get his sight? He's, he's of age, asked him. They were afraid. But he that had been healed was influenced. Hey, Amen. He said, this man's a sinner. Give praise to God. We don't know where this man comes from. He has, no, he has no credentials. We're not cooperating with him. We have nothing to do with him. We don't know where he comes from. We know he's a sinner. And, and from the devil. This man had a good answer for him. He said, now, this is really a strange thing. He said, now, you're supposed to be the leaders of the land. And that man gave me my sight, and yet you don't know where he come from. He said, now, he's the sinner? I, I can't tell you that, but this one thing I do know. <laughs> Wherein I was once blind, I can now see. He'd been influenced. He didn't care to stand before a priest or anything. He had been influenced. His parents, even the miracle on their own son, didn't influence him, but it influenced him. The people at Pentecost, as I said last night with their eternal life policy, when we went up to draw the the dividends on them. Notice, when they were influenced, they had been holy, been reverent before God. They had covered their faces from the things of the world and their feet in humility. And when they felt the power of God come as was promised for Joel, as was promised by the prophets, as was promised by Jesus. Wait up there at the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. As soon as that God in the person of the Holy Ghost came down upon them, they were influenced. They didn't care how many people laughed at them. Out into the street, they went standing like drunk men. They were influenced by the Holy Ghost. You can be influenced too. They stood right watching. He didn't go around and say some kind of a creed. He went right straight back to the Word and said, You men of Jerusalem, you that dwell in Judea, let this be known honor to you and hearken to my words. These are not drunk as you suppose. This is the third hour of the day. But this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days. saith God, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. They were influenced by the Word to the Word. It ought to do us the same way. They got in actions. Yes, when His promise is fulfilled. When they seen that Jesus promised them that he would send the promise of the Father upon them. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye. Tarry don't mean pray. It just means wait. Tarry means wait. Wait up there at the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. And when this influence of the Holy Ghost struck them, it filled them. They seen the word that Jesus promised fulfilled. Now... I wonder if it would take the same influence on us this afternoon. If we've seen what He promised to do in the last days fulfilled, what kind of an influence would it give us? What? All we have seen done in these last days ought to put us in action, It sure ought to, with reverence and humility, beyond any shadow of doubt, the claim that was made 30 years ago about a pillar of fire that the cameras caught. Your Texas camera caught it not long ago. Scientific research started through all kinds of research that they could find by the FBI. I did you do Tuck Tucking Texas for Texan. When you see the sign, it cannot be disproved. It's the truth. but when you believe the voice that follows the sign. The sign is scientifically proved. Now, someday when Jesus returns and catches the people all the way they are, it'll be made known too. Notice, the pillar of fire should put us in action as the pillar of fire vindicates its promise of the last days. Jesus said, I come from God and I go to God. And what he would do in the last days, and here he is both scientific and spiritually. In the word proven that he come from God and still remains the same, he's still God. For the promise in the last days, it should put us in actions. Signs of the coming is at hand. Jesus said as it was at Sodom, just before the world was burnt, the Gentile world, this would return. It should influence us and put us in action too. When we see the word fulfilled that he promised, it should put us in action. We, like the prophet, have seen the outcome of self-exalted denominations lose their place i want that to soak real deep cause i may never talk to you again but men and women may i say this I speak to you freely this afternoon in the name of jesus christ Men who are sensible thinkers men who are not so s- stuffed shirt so far away from god by traditions that they have seen the Pentecostal church. You've seen the Baptist, Methodist, and Presbyterian. You've seen the Catholic church lose its position in God. Lose their hold on the word when they accept the creeds. Uh, I was interviewed by a priest not long ago, and he said to me, he said, well, uh, he asked me about a certain thing, and these things, he said, well, the Catholic church used to do that. I said, when? The Catholic church wasn't organized for 300 years after death of the last apostle. He said, uh, he said, you're trying to try your case by Bible. I said, that's the word. He said, God's in his church. I said, God's in his word. Everything else be a lie and his truth. And he said, well, that's just a book at, at the early Catholics wrote. I said, then I'm an early Catholic. I believe just what it says." I said, then he said, well, I see we're a greater church now. I said, then where have you lost? What's happened? If the early church cast out devils and proved Jesus alive upon the earth by spiritual signs and wonders. And here you've got thousands of intercessors of all kinds of dead women and dead men and everything. Making intercessors in the Bible. The first pope said that there is no other mediator between God and man but the man Christ Jesus. Amen. Losing your hold on the word and accepting creeds and self-exaltation by man's exhortation. We've seen them lose their hold with the great Holy Spirit. We've seen the Pentecostals do the same thing. And you see it. When they organize, they die. There's no way back. There never has been. And there never will be. God is against the thing. Right. It's reading, he said in the last days, he said, come out from among them, my people. That you touch not their unclean things and I'll receive you. Like the Uzziah, what did he try to do? He tried to take the place of an anointed office. God's anointed office, Uzziah, tried to assert that authority because he was a great man. We've seen these self-style organizations crowd everything it is, God, and try to take the office of the church, the anointed church. And by creeds, we found that they're dead in unbelief and they'll never rise again they'll die in the leper camp with the rest of them see there man thinking man scripture believing man see that if you're born of god you see them god's so clearly identifying the thing to influence you as we've preached all week and things what is to do track the attention it influences you to see where they went and what's happened Every one of them. If they organize another one, you will do the same thing, but there'll be no more of them. No, they, it's over now. It's too late now. Lose their hope by accepting creeds and man made doctrines. They're scared to come and stand by it. See? Like Uzziah trying to usurp the place of an anointed office because he's a big fella. Big fella. And among God's people, there's no big fellas. We're all children of God. God gives one of us one thing to do and another thing to do. That don't make us any better than anybody else. Just makes God require more at your hand is all. Now, the effects of such a vision, and we're closing. Start praying for the sick in a few minutes. Now the effects of such a vision. What did the effects do to this prophet? I wonder about a preacher, I wonder about an evangelist or a pastor. Look what a vision of this done, and what he seen, what had happened to self-styled Uzziah, and then though a great man God had got it honored, the great thing, they seen it dead. What effects did it have on the prophet? Here's what it did. It caused him to confess himself to be a sinner for associate with such. He confessed, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I've been dwelling among people with unclean lips. Making him con- a prophet not a preacher, a prophet confessed that he was a sinful man because he had been associated with such. Then what? When he confessed his sins, then come the cleansing. Oh, you cannot be clean from your sin until you confess its sin. Do you recognize its sin? Then come the cleansing. As soon as he said, "Woe is me," for my eyes have seen the vindication of a great God. The angels, the burners, the sacrificers are here and the post is moving at their voice. And here they are in this vision flying back and forth. He saw something real, a vision had come down. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among unclean people. He said, he cried out for mercy. He called himself a sinner. Then what happened? One of the cherubims went over to the altar and took the tongs and picked up a live coal and put it on his hand. Not carried in the tongue now, picked up the coal, put it on his hand, and come and laid it upon on the prophet's lips. And said, Thy iniquity, iniquity, what is iniquity? Iniquity is something that you know it's wrong and still holding to it. When you know your creeds are wrong, and you still hold to it, that's iniquity. But when he confessed that he was wrong, there was a cleansing power. He took a coal afar. Did you notice how God We see how God set his servants in order and what he fixed him with. How he could have been humble, reverent, and put himself in action. Watch, when he cleansed the servant, he never done it by seminary. He never done it by a bunch of books. We find here that God cleansed his servants by fire. A coal of fire touched the prophet. Cleaned his lips. God cleans his servants by his holy fire, not by books. Not by education, theology, but he cleaned his servants by fire. Then as soon as he was confessed and cleansed, then he followed the commission. First he had to confess. Then he had to be cleansed. And now it's a commission. It was then that the cleansed Isaiah cried when he heard the voice of God said, "Who will go for us. Look at back in history when you're reading this when you go home. What had happened to Israel. She'd got the same word, place we are. They had called all their sacrifices and things had become a tradition to them. There was no sincerity. They didn't honor the Word of God. That's when God raised up Isaiah to tell him them sacrifices stunk in his nose. He didn't want them. They were blasphemy to him. He didn't want no more to do with them. And when this Isaiah was cleaned and ready to go preach the gospel then, and the voice of God said, Now there's a need. These things has got to be told. And one voice said to the other, and the angels flying said, Who will go for us? Then Isaiah, with a clean heart, cleansed, confessed, cleansed, and commissioned the vision. said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me. Here am I. Send me. God sends your holy angels again today. Find your Isaiah somewhere. My prayer, I, I'm, I, I'm just saying this because I know he's here. When the coal of fire had touched the prophet, making him as clean as clean could be, when the voice of God said, Who will go for us? Then he answered, Master, here am I. Send me. He wasn't afraid then, but the word. He was a prophet. The word could come to him. He was always unbelief and traditions was gone. He could stand before that traditional age tell them your sacrifices stinks in the nose of God and the very God that you claim to serve will destroy you that's what he said Amen. the God that you claim you're serving will destroy you and he did it they said a sign he said I'll give you a super sign a virgin shall conceive yeah. Isaiah wrote 66 chapters in his book and there's 66 books in the Bible he starts off with the beginning of creation and ends up in the millennium just like the entire Bible does. That great prophet of God who is willing to confess that all the traditions is wrong, get down there and get cleansed so the word of God could come to him. Then he said, I'm ready to go, Lord. I'm ready. I'll speak what you say, speak. I'll say what you say, say. He was ready to go. God, bring the angels again this afternoon, the Holy Ghost and fire, and cleanse my brother's hearts everywhere. May they be such influences that others will see and want to follow too. Let us bow our heads. Quietly. When the coal of fire had touched the prophet, making him as pure as pure could be, when the voice of God said, Who will go for us? Then he answered, Master, here, send me, quietly now, all together, speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee, speak, my Lord. Are dying listen to their sad and bitter cry hasten brother hasten to the rescue quickly answer master here am I speak my Lord speak my Lord speak and I'll be quick to answer Thee, speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I will answer, Lord, send me this homic quality. Mm-hmm. Let's go down to the temple now. Listen to their sad, bitter cry. Oh, brother, come with me, won't you? Hasten, brother, hasten to their rescue. They don't know what denomination belong to or nothing. Quickly answer, Master, here am I. Speak, my Lord. Speak, my Lord. Isaiah's. Are you here? Then I'll be quick to answer thee. Speak, my Lord. Speak, my Lord. Speak and I will answer. Lord, send me. I wonder with your heads bowed and your hearts bound. Isaiah, or are you? Will you raise up your hand and say, Lord, you am I. Send me. I'm ready. God bless you. I don't really mean it. Ninety percent of the audience. Speak, my Lord. Speak. sisters, you raise your hand. Look at our women, our sisters. What a disgrace. Look at our man. Think more of an organization than you do of the word of God. Jesus Christ proved himself among them. It's exactly the scripture so plainly and made known and yet they'll hang right to it. Brother. Someone say, Well, I wouldn't have nothing. I I wouldn't have no place to go. Brother, if I had to eat soda crackers and drink branch water, I'd stay with my Lord. He's my life. He's my bread. Do you think I do this to be different? I do this because I love Him, because it's my commission. Stand side by side with Him with that word. Oh, speak, and I will answer. Lord, send me. Heavenly Fathers, the music is sweetly playing. May everyone that's in divine presence, Lord, see that it, this is the calling time. It's a, it's a separating time when the chaff and, and wheat is to be separated. Although the the wheat has been wrapped in the chaff. But now... It's a calling out time. It's another exodus. I pray, God, as the great sunlight has ripened the grain for every stage of its life from the time, like in Canada now, when the wheat's just coming up, that hot sun of July would kill it right now. But it has to ripen according to the way that nature brings the sun upon it. So does a hot sun upon Luther's doctrine, Wesleyan, the rest of them, it scorches it down. But it's to in the wheat; right It should have matured, Lord, just as it come up. But remember, all the branches is pruned off, and the bride tree come right out of the center. I will restore again all the years of the Palmer Worm Caterpillar. The same insect, only in different stages, has eaten away. I will restore it, saith the Lord. You'll do it, Lord. You promised it. I pray that You'll do it in every heart this afternoon. They're Yours, Lord. I commit them to You. now. I, I may never see them. If I'd come back a year of the day, there's many sitting here. If I'm living, they won't be. No doubt. The size crowd. Next time I meet them, we'll be at the judgment. Let them see, Lord. Let them open their eyes if there's see. All these on tape, Lord, let's listen to the voice at this time. Many different languages even be translated. May they understand, may men and women in little houses and out in little jungles in Africa with those little machines with the tubes in their ears, may they hear, Lord, hear. Granted, the missionary was right in what he said, but this is a greater witness than what he had. He's ready now? Hear us, Father, we commit it all to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Son, and for the calling of his bride. Amen. Now, my brother, sister, we're go pray for the sick. Each one of you that raise your hand, I, I can't give it. If I could give it to you, I'd do it. Certainly. I, I'd come right down there and say, here, you want it? i, I have it. I, it isn't mine to give. It's God. And God will give it to you. If there's a hunger in your heart, before there can be a calling to the deep, there's got to be a deep to respond to that call. Before there can be a creation, there has to be a creator to create that creation you know there's something there you're reaching for. There's got to be something out there to respond to that call. Won't you receive it now? Don't let it die. Please don't. If I never see you anymore this side of the judgment, may I see you there washed and ready. My prayer. Now the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who appeared on the earth in the form of a man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, buried, buried, rose the third day and ascended into heaven where he now sat to the right hand of the majesty sending back the spirit that was upon him called the holy spirit god upon to come upon mankind to fellowship to carry on the ministry that was carried on in that glorious body of christ supposing it to come as a pyramid is shaped up like that the headstone never was put on it why it was rejected Now, way down, the church has constantly come to minority. It's come on up now to all the church ages has run out. It's got to be honed. That stone has to fit straight in. The ministry that was in Jesus Christ has to be in his church to make Christ come for the church, to raise up every age bring it, bring it out it's like the wheat the wheat has to come plumb back as it starts maturing from the grain where it rotted died and come forth and kept coming up from grass into something else you can't go back to grass don't pour it back to grass don't pour it back to this don't pour it back to the sheath come on till you get to the wheat and the wheat has to be the same kind of a wheat that went into the ground when it's matured jesus is raised from the dead he's matured now and he's matured in his church through justification, sanctification, baptism, of the Holy Ghost, through these reformers in the early days. Now, here he is on earth today, in his people, believing he's here. Just that you might see, they might be strangers. May the God of heaven honor what I've said about him. Now, I want you in the audience, please, don't nobody go out anymore more. This, Give the God of having this much respect just to set a moment. Don't move. Let every person in here that's sick or needy raise up your hand. All right. Thank you. I don't know. I know Brother King sitting right here. I just recognized him just a few minutes ago. I think that's who that is. It's Brother King sitting there. He sponsored my last meeting here. Brother King. I can't say what I want to say. But you know I know what I want to say. You've been through the mill, my little brother. God be merciful to you. <laughs> Others, I don't know. I still see Pat Tyler sitting here. I think that's the only man in the building or only woman. Anything that I know, anything is this man, Pat Tyler, sitting here. Believe now. And if I be the servant of God, and if God be here and I've identified his word to be the truth, then let the God of heaven who raised up his son, Jesus Christ, who made these promises, identify it with you that I've told the truth. How would he do it? Not becoming with a robe on and beard, but his life. I am the vine, ye are the branches. The life that's in the vine is in the branch. The works that I do shall you also and promise it. And this day when the next branch comes forth... We've got a lot of grafted branches, sure. it'll bear fruit, but not this kind of fruit. Oh, no. i seen a tree in Phoenix not long ago. It had about eight or nine different fruits on it. Brother John shared on it. I said, what kind of a tree is that? He said, it is a orange tree, Brother Branham. Well, I said, there's lemons and grapefruit and and, uh, tangerines, and tangerines in it. He said, yes, it's all citrus fruits that I grafted them in there. Oh, I said, I see. Now, next year, they'll all be oranges. He said, oh, no. Mm-mm. Now next year the, the lemon will be a lemon, the the grapefruit will be a grapefruit. I said, off of that same vine, off that same off of off of an orange tree. He said, yes, they're all citrus fruit, brother Bram. It'll live by the citrus fruit. And I felt the tears running down my cheeks. I said, Lord Jesus, I know what you mean now. There it is. These denominations Just grafted themselves in, but they're bearing denominational fruit. Listen, if that real branch ever brings forth a real vine brings forth another branch it'll be of the original believe it Yes, free with all heart. Now to see the work of God save the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, he's promised him. I Everybody, real reverend. I'm going to just stand here and ask the Lord Jesus. This is a gift. What is a gift? That I can move my own thinking, if I can move my own life from my, my natural life, my soul. That's William Brand. If I can get him out of the way, God will use the Spirit the body to speak let the Holy Spirit come now Lord that they might see by human beings that the identified Holy Spirit is here a gift to get yourself the way everybody real reverence sit still just a man sitting out here I, I want you all to raise your heads and look just a minute. Can you see that right here on this man? A light, amber light, burning, circling this, how many seen the picture of it? It's taken here at Houston, you see, it's in the Washington DC, all over the world. Only supernatural being was ever photographed in all the world. Here it is right here now. I take every spirit in here under my control in the name of Jesus Christ. This man suffered from a glam trouble in his throat. I don't know him, never seen him in my life, but that's the truth. Isn't that right, sir? You believe now the man in the back there, you believe that God will make known to me about you? Mm -hmm. You're Mr. Hall. That's your name, isn't it? All right, sir. It's over now. Your faith makes you well. I could call a prayer line. Get him up here on the platform. There's no need of it. Let's take one of these rows here somewhere. Here. Start right here. Here's a little girl sitting here. Look this away, honey. might not have nothing wrong with you I don't know but just say instead of a prayer line coming up here let's get it down here look here sweetheart look at brother Branham in the days when Jesus is here on earth yes she is sick she's seriously sick that child man. yes sir if Jesus is here he could tell you what was wrong with you wouldn't he you believe in Jesus sent brother Branham to do it if I tell you what's wrong with you you believe it he'll heal you it's sugar diabetes that little child no way in the world for it to be healed outside of God you believe honey now the lady sitting next to it raised a hand up that's the mother to the child that is right lay your hand over on her sister believe now God brought that child to you may the Lord grant her healing this next lady sitting next to the mother there look here at me lady you believe me to be a servant God's servant, if God will tell me something in your life or what you're wanting, if you're sick or you're not sick or whatever it is, if God will tell me your desires, will you believe or something like that? I don't know what he would do. Would you believe it? You know, it would have to be Jesus Christ. You're way away from me. You couldn't touch me if you had to. because if you touched me, it had to be physical. You had to touch spirit. The spirit is Christ. He's a high priest now, the Bible says that can be touched for the feeling of our infirmities. You are suffering also. You believe that God can tell me what your trouble is? You're suffering with a back trouble and high blood and you um, you have high blood pressure and you have heart trouble. That's exactly right. If that's right raise up your hand. That's right. You believe now? What about you with your arm around her there? The lady this way, look here. Do you I'm a stranger to you. Do you believe me to be his servant? You believe me? That what I've said the truth that I have told you the truth. You believe that God can reveal to me your trouble or whatever whatever it is? You believe he can reveal it? It really isn't anything that you're wanting prayed for. You have a prayer card I see in your hand. You're the first one with the prayer card. Do you believe God can tell me what you got the prayer card for? It's for your husband. <laughs> you believe that God can tell me what's wrong with your husband? If God doesn't touch him, he's going to die. He's got cancer. He's got lung trouble. That's right, isn't it? Uh, raise up your hand if that's so. Do you believe? The rest of them believe he can be healed. That man sitting next to you, do you believe me to be a servant, sir? If God can reveal to me what your trouble is, will you believe then with all your heart? You're suffering with a heart trouble. That's right, if that's right, raise up your hand. Mm -hmm. All right. The lady just shook her head and herself like that sitting next to you. Do you believe that God can tell me what's your heart or something you desire in your heart or something or something you're praying for somebody else? You believe God could reveal it to me? Follow the anointing and sharing. We can see it and see it's got to be something real. It's revealing the secrets of the heart. Tell them what it's like. Jesus told the woman at the well. Now, you're also suffering. You, uh, you suffer with a back trouble. Yours is in your back. Raise up your hand if that soul. Mm-hmm. Now, the lady next to her that's a weeping with your purse laying in your pocket with a blue dress on dark hair, heavy set. Look to me. Do you believe me to be God's servant? Look here. See, you're on the front row. I can contact you easy by the help of God. You believe that God can tell me what your trouble is, just like he's in the prayer line? Do you believe that that could be so from here? You do? You have a high blood pressure that you're suffering with. That's right, raise up your hand. All right? You believe and you can be healed. Lady next to her, what do you think, sister? Look this way to me. You believe me to be God's prophet or his servant? You do that with all your heart? You believe God can describe to me, like the woman at the well when Jesus and the woman come together, that could tell me what your trouble is? You believe, would it help you? Would it help you to believe? Look. Or oh, you have a serious thing. It's a son, a boy, mm-hmm. and that boy has got a mental nervousness. He's at home. That's right. If that's right, raise up your hand. Believe with all your heart. The boy'll get well. You believe? Next lady to there. Do you believe, sister, with all your heart? You believe me to be his prophet, his servant? You believe it's Jesus Christ? Just by a gift, a prophecy is a gift. You know, a gift of God. It's ordained way back before the world started. It had to be ordained for this day. You have no way of knowing what's what. God just identifies it and interprets his word. Do you believe that to be so what you heard? you believe, I could, if I could tell you what was wrong, you know it wouldn't be me. It had to be another, just my voice, but somebody else using it. Just like this microphone, it's a mute until something speaks to it. We're strangers. See, I lost car, here she is Yes, sir, the lady is suffering with anema condition It's in her blood That's right, raise up your hand, lady That's right you, You're also praying for this little fellow on the end That's your little uh, son sitting there on the end That's right, wave your hand If God can tell me what's wrong with your little son Will you believe with all your heart that God speaks to me And that's right He's suffering with an extreme nervous condition That is right Isn't that right? Then lay your hand over on him and believe with all your heart And you'll get well I challenge you to believe it Thus saith the Lord God. Texas: if you die in sin, you die without my blood on you. Remember, your blood's not on me. There's the truth. That's Jesus Christ identified. Prayer lines, wherever it is. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you do it? Are you convinced? Are you fairly convinced that it has to be Jesus Christ according to the word of promise this day? Raise up your hands. Everybody's thoroughly convinced that it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. I know you've been taught. You've been taught each one of you something. And I see it's so annoying, you're just swaying everywhere now. I see. You've been taught that you must lay hands on the sick. That's a tradition. It's all right, Jesus endorsed it. But that Roman, that's what I've been trying to get you this week. I'm not worthy, said the Roman, you come under my roof. Just say the word. See? If somebody lays hands on you, then brother so-and-so laid hands on me, glory to God. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to ask ministers, bleeding ministers to come here, so it just, it ain't my hands, it's, it's, it's just what Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick. We're going to pray for the sick. Everyone, how many's got prayer cards out through the building? Now, let's see your hands. Yeah, we promised you. Now, we've got a half hour to make that right. I'm going to ask, how would we ruin this? Brother Perry, have you got any suggestions? From this side over here, let this row here on the outside that's got prayer cards, stand up against the wall. Go out that way and stand up against the wall. All right, sir, that's fine stand over on that side all from this middle here From now you stand in the aisle, see you just stand in the aisle ones in this, aisle, this middle here Stand out in the aisle ones on that side stand on that side The ones in here stand up here in the middle on this side and the ones on that side stand in there And just follow your lines through as they come That's right, they'll be down there instructing you on what to do I'm asking, this is all right brother Perry I'm asking for ministers who believe in Christ, that Christ will heal these sick people by laying on hands and following his commandments. I'm asking you to come here and stand with me. If you believe this to be the truth, any gospel minister, if you're a Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Catholic priest, whatever you are, if you believe Jesus Christ heals the sick and has commissioned his disciples to lay hands on the sick for their healing, will you come here? Tell everybody. But everybody that wants to be prayed for, it. go to the back. Now go to the back and follow around. And see all of these lines. Now go right back and take your place. Follow right around that way. And then you go right back to your place again. Just as orderly as it can be. I wonder, brethren, if we had better get down there. I think that's a good idea. Now, we have better leave this microphone here. Let Roy, you stand here with the microphone. Or, yes, you better come down with me see. You or let you want to stand here. All right, Roy, you stand here then all right now you're going now i won't don't nobody leave please see the very thing that we've been praying for now you say brother Branham, why'd you bring all these ministers up here i'm gonna come right with them but i see what it is they have as much right to pray for the sick as i do or anybody does. much as old roberts or or any hierarchy no matter who he is they have as much right to pray for the sick as peter James, john Matthew, Mark, Luke, any rest of them have. They're ministers called of God. I have to see two or three brothers in there that I know personally that has a ministry of praying for the sick. Now, as you're lining yourselves up over here, I want how many in this congregation is thoroughly convinced with all your heart that you believe it's God's will to heal them people? Sure it is. Certainly it's God's will to heal them now how do they get healed now if he was sure himself he could do no more than what he's done right now you believe that just what he's done now that's what he would do because he's the same yesterday and forever how many knows that Saint John 5 19 says this the son can do nothing in himself how many knows that but what he sees the father doing that doeth the son believe that then Jesus never performed one miracle until the Father showed him by a vision what to do. That's his own word. If that isn't so, then we're all lost. We don't know where we're at. There you are. See, his words are infallible. Look at him going through the pool of Bethesda a few out about an hour before that. There lay great multitudes of lame, blind, halt, withered. How many know that's true? And he never touched one of them. Yet he was a God of compassion. Do you believe he had compassion? Lee and that mother with a waterhead baby. That poor old blind daddy. called him. Somebody put him in the water when he's trouble. God of compassion. See, people don't know what compassion is. They mix a filial love with a gospel love. It's two different loves altogether. Compassion's the same thing. Desires and compassion is different. But look, he went to a man that had maybe a prostrate trouble, or maybe it was uh, tuberculosis. It was retarded. He'd had it for. It, it was. Uh, it was 38 years, he'd had it, it wasn't going to kill him. And he went to that man and he said, Will thou be made whole? How many knows that's true? And left the rest of the audience lay there. What if he'd done that in Beaumont today? Oh my. There's nothing to divine healing man. you see. See, they don't understand Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever. I do nothing till the father shows me first But many people just laid in the shadow of him and was healed by their own faith A little woman touched his garment and was made whole. How many knows that? Healing is based upon your faith God's identification is based upon the promise of his word But your faith in his identification is what heals you if you don't no matter the holiest man in all the world could stand here and pray all day long, it wouldn't do one bit of good until you believe it emphatically yourself. Jesus might be standing here himself in the incarnate body, lay hands upon you, it still you would not get healed. How many knows that? Many mighty works he could not do because of their unbelief. That's scripture. So you see you in the prayer line. It's got to be your faith in the Word. Now, if you see God doing what He's done, look, let me sh- just give one little testimony while you're getting ready. Listen close. Night before last, there's a little minister here somewhere. I've seen him here a while ago. Martin, was his name? I forget. He's one of the sponsors right here. About midnight, close to it, someone woke me up in my room. A little fellow crying. A little minister. His baby had just passed away. The tears running down his face. He's plumb up in somewhere. What's the name of that town they live in? Missouri. Up at where? Wardell, Missouri. I know the boy. I know his brother here too. They're friends of mine. This brother walked in there with tears running down his cheeks. said, Brother Branham, I just called. My wife just called me, my little baby. Just quit breathing. He laid his hands upon me and said, Brother Branham, I believe the word of the Lord is with you. Oh, how good God. He's like... Even now, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. See, he wasn't confessing to me. He's confessing the word of the Lord. You See, that I was preaching the truth. He said, I believe the word of the Lord is with you. Just ask him my baby will live. In 10 minutes from then, his baby was breathing normal as well now. My son, standing here somewhere, Billy Paul, uh, he went out to talk to him. I was there in my pajamas about a few minutes later, he come back and said, Daddy, Daddy, looky here. And his throat all swelled out and red and a very big whelp, whelp, about that big around, I said a big black looking spider with a red spot on it. I stand there, I was talking to John and he bit me there and look there, it's swelling out. I said, oh Billy, a black widow maybe. And I said, look at your throat how it swelled. I put my hand, and I said, Lord Jesus. Ten minutes and then there wasn't even, you couldn't even tell the spot I'd ever been there. What is it? Someone come in the other day and said to the office, one of the officers come out and said, tell Brother Bram Mr. say that my child, he said, I believe if what you'd, but see, I can't say it that he tells me, but here I've got the word it says this. These signs shall follow them and believe if they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, God can't do those things and leave you stand there. you got to, you believe the same thing will happen to you, but you've got to believe it, not just bluff it. You've got to believe it. Now let us pray first all together. I want each one of you all while the brethren stand here at this microphone i 'm going down there so I can lay hands on them too they're my people they're my they 're the stars in my crown this time they are in your crown, my minister brothers i 'm coming there because we love them and they're god 's children we're coming to help them now let us pray, Lord Jesus, the man that could say that your presence isn 't here it would there would be something Mentally wrong, just like a man who would refuse to accept the sunlight. Somebody tell him the sun's shining. He'd run down in the basement and shut the door and say, I just refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. Well, we'd know, Lord, that something mentally was wrong with the man. And so does a man that would shut up his bowels of compassion in the light of the Word of Jesus Christ being made manifest, would say, I don't believe it. There's something spiritually wrong with the man so we know that you're here father without a doubt we believe it we see your your footprints we see your marks we see your word there's hundreds standing here in this prayer line and fine men of god standing here great warriors of the faith i'm walking down to put my shoulder with theirs lord when these sick people pass through this prayer line may each one of them know that it's just not passing through by some man they're coming under the cross of the promise May they go away from here heal, go away rejoicing, get well, tell their pastor. May that cause an old-fashioned revival to break out down around in these countries, Lord. Bring many souls to you. Lord, they're yours. Help them, heal them, I pray, in Jesus Christ's name. I want everyone now with your heads bowed praying and I wanted you to listen to prayer line now when you pass through just like you was under the cross believe with everything that's in you go away from here rejoicing happy saying thank you Lord I believe my healing and if you don't believe that it would be just as well to take your seat because it won't do one bit of good and I want all the congregation everybody to just storm up to heaven like that in the presence of Christ Lord Jesus make yourself known to us now heal these sick will you do it brother borders while you sing only believe no, no, leave that here leave that. Only believe. let's all sing together now So we pray for these that are coming through the line only believe everyone now believe only believe let's raise our hands now let's say it like this now to leave texas seeing them shout the praises of god let's just raise up our hands and give god praise every one of us lord jesus we thank you for your word what you've done for us i thank you for being able to speak to these fine people and to see your power and blessings upon them bless them lord may they understand and may the holy ghost heal everyone and save everyone In this last days, to Jesus Christ's name, Lord, I present them to you for material for the bride.